Welcome to Oregon Rooted. I'm Higher Peaks. And this is Lady Sativa. You're listening to The Dirt Show. Where we bring you Oregon's cannabis culture. of the dirt show where we are the voice of Oregon's cannabis culture today we have a different kind of episode we are going to talk to somebody who has a pretty interesting if not emotional story of uh, usage of cannabis and how it affected him over the years with his health and how important it has become. Now, this is something we've talked about in the past. We've talked about having stories come in uh, where we can share the good news or a good story of something where someone has had cannabis be beneficial in a big way to them. And I think this is a good example of the story that we have. Um, but before we get to that, uh, let's you know check in with Lady Sativa. Lady, how hey, you doing? Doing good. All right, so let's uh, talk about some updates with uh, T. Well, let's just talk about the dispensary. I know that since January first, we've had some big changes again, mm-hmm. and I think you're in the heart of it. So why don't you tell us what's going on on your end? And well, the big changes we already talked about last episode with the um, well, we talked bas- ab- yeah, go ahead. basically about the the dispensaries having to choose whether they want to be rec or medical. Okay. And that has been a large topic for all of them. So could, there's something that I was confused about before that I guess I got cleared up tonight. And that is if you're medical selling rec, you can't sell rec anymore. Medical dispensaries can no longer sell to rec at all. So the ones that you usually walked into that had medical and rec sides, they had to choose whether they wanted to be medical or rec. They couldn't choose to be under a medical license and sell to rec, which is what most of the dispensaries were around here. Not in Medford, of course. All of them were medical, but um, out towards Ashland area. So the, so the medical places that were here, they were able to sell to rec? In Medford, no. It was only medical until the law got passed, which allowed, well, no, was that November that everything went yeah. through with allowing dispensaries in Medford City Limits. Oh, I see. So that was a municipality thing. Yes, but they have not allowed us to start putting any up yet. Um, I'm not positive on when that's going to start happening. But um, when it comes to the medical and rec dispensaries, basically, a lot of them chose to go rec. But the reason why they were hanging on to being medical is so they could get the medical products and sell them to the rec Mm -hmm. is what it was. That's why you could get stuff that you would not be able to find at other places. Um, I don't know if they bought both or what exactly, but it was, it was a little, it was off the wall. Just basically at our store, it's re- you can buy recreational amounts, but we can still sell two medical. Okay. So, so any patients are allowed to come on in and you can just get the same product with 
out the um, tax, of course, because you are a medical patient. Also, that does apply to veterans, and it does apply to, I think, senior citizens. Um, but you cannot use any of those when it comes to rec side. So you're not allowed to use your veterans discount if you're a rec. You're not allowed to use any sort of coupon, or we cannot give you any sort of discount on marijuana whatsoever. And it's a big topic, actually, a big issue for some. They're like, what? I don't get it. We're veterans. I'm like, I'm sorry. You're recreational. So now, is there a lower tax on recreational consumers? 20% tax for right. uh, for recreational. That's lower. Not That's, Maybe not that what you were at, but... We were at 17 because we we had started out from the start and that's mm-hmm. what the price was until, you know, that's what the percentage was for the tax that was applied from the beginning. And it didn't get changed over until January 1st, which right. was, then we went up to the 20%. So we went up an additional three. Certain places are higher, though. Okay. What's Phoenix 23 or 25? I know that well, they're Well, yeah, but I understand that they are going to be limited to that 20 percent including tax as i understand it hmm. i can read the article if if sure I yeah well I heard about so that. this one is from the oregonian and this is what i was referring to when i was talking to you um to try to clarify some things but it says the big change medical marijuana dispensaries no longer selling rec pot and this is what i had you cleared up but it says the big shift ends stopgap state permission for dispensaries to sell marijuana to anyone over 21 as regulators spent last past year and a half drafting rules for the new rec market. Okay. So the transition comes with other significant changes. Recreational consumers can now buy more marijuana flour and will pay lower sales tax. Though the state is still home to 300 dispensaries, that number is expected to continue to drop as medical only shops migrate to the larger recreational industry. Gotta say when it comes, when it does come to it, some of the medical patients don't really like to <laughs> like that you only get the recreational amount. So if they come in, they feel that they should be able to buy more than an ounce. By law, we cannot sell you more than an ounce of flour. Right, as a rec customer. Yes, and actually there are other rules that also apply, like we can't sell you more than 72 ounces of liquid, THC infused liquid. Right. We can't sell you... Don't want to say the amount of edibles because I don't remember exactly. And liquid, I think, is also included in topical. Okay. Yeah, certain liquid topicals. So what this says is it says they will also pay lower sales tax. Like we said, the state's 25% sales tax, which I thought... I think that that's Phoenix, what Phoenix pays. Right. We've only paid 17 and they were paying 20% in talent. Because of your situation. Well, it says it was replaced this month with a up to 20% in state and local taxes. Okay, so in other words, they're not allowing certain cities to go above the 20%. Well, that's what I'm then. saying. So okay. it's, that's it's cool, saying that's 20% cool. capped. And if you want to have your state So and that local, means we will pay the exact same in Medford when the recreational comes around that we do in talent. Well, and I think that's great because I think places like Phoenix and stuff... They can't hike it up. They can't make it higher than the next people. And in fact, we won't be hearing that complaint anymore. Well, but you want to bet. Top shelf charged me. Yeah. Yeah. But I think this could be a lot like to like where it was measure for the state when it was July 5th, 2015. Mm -hmm. 
um, July 1st, 2015, they said, oh, well, after we pass this measure, everybody's going to be able to grow four plants each at least, right? No. Okay, well, so now, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying is now they're trying to control it via, oh, let's put it inside. You can't grow here. You can't grow there. You can't do this. You can't do that. We're going to take away this part of it. We're going to take away that part of it. We're going to give you this part. Yeah. So I'm hoping that, you know, places like Phoenix can't hike up the tax in some other way you know, past that twenty percent. Right. It'd be right. nice to see him actually literally cap that. Yeah, that would be nice. One thing um I do gotta say when it comes to certain products that have not gotten word out on what's coming back is RSOs or tinctures. We haven't heard anything on. Or no. beverages, actually. Why for is that edibles? I don't I don't know. We just haven't heard anything. We don't actually as of right now we don't know of any places that have gotten tested. I had a, a coworker today that had called around to like 15 different places, 10 or 15 different places to call and see if they had, you know, beverages because we've had a lot of people coming in and asking if we have any, um, like, medible beverages. And we don't have anything because there's, we haven't gotten any word back, any places that are going to start selling them or anything. So I'm not sure. What about the places that used to sell them to you guys? Are they not available anymore? They are, but I think they're still medicinal. I think they're still medical, so I don't think they can technically sell to us that right. they were only just, making the rec ones yeah. when we were still, I think they were grandfathered in, basically, because it's what we had on the shelf yeah. until we sold no, out. No, no, I get it. Yeah. It's just there's so much confusion with what's yeah. available and what's not or what could be available. I think I, that, yeah, I think that they were medical, and I don't know if maybe they got their license. I don't, I'm not positive. Okay. But yeah, we've called around to a couple different places. Some places are moving over. Found out the CO2 company is moving over. Yeah. To reg? Yes. Very soon. They should have their papers in here soon. Surprise, surprise. I think actually they already have their papers in. They should have their license in soon. Right, 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 right. We should be getting some of their products. Hopefully. Hopefully some others too, by the way. What do you mean? Brands or? Yeah. I heard of a rumor of somebody might be doing an interview with somebody or something. You know, just a little birdie told me. Oh, well, you mean for the future? Do you want to talk about what we're doing in the future? We could real quick. Just okay. Well, yeah. We, real fast. Well, I know. Well, we're working on getting, what do you mean, Stash Brothers? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're working on getting Stash Brothers in for our guest on the next, um, I guess, on location. Mm-hmm. Our live show. Our next Live show. Yeah, yeah. live recording show. Live recording show uh, on location would be Stash Brothers. We Everything is working out so far. So mm-hmm. assuming and we could coordinate schedules. Boss. Yeah. Yeah. They were good with that? Yeah. Oh, good. They thought it was a good idea because then we could also get word out on if product is coming around, what's right. going on, you know, what everything. The yeah. ETA. Yeah. And I know that they've worked with you guys in the past. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, uh, but we're working on that. And then next week too, we're going to have Elevation Organics. Nice. So yeah, nice. I've been working on that. And uh, again, good people, good, good nutrients. Uh, something that we haven't tested, but it's organic line and it's very popular in Oregon right now. And I think they're legit people. I've seen them a few times at some mm-hmm. some shows shows yeah this last summer, and I've again been connecting with them. It's just uh, we have not made that final connection, and and we're gonna do that. So I so look for that. So mm-hmm. we're looking at Stash Brothers Elevation Organics, uh, and a couple other people we're looking forward to. But I mean. I mean, it's, there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of things up in the air with that. So, yeah. uh, but also too, let's move into, let's just get into our supporters real quick. Yep. And then we'll talk about 
Sorry, I'm looking at the THC fair. I just remembered for us. There's okay. It's coming up in January 21st and 22nd. Oh, locally. Yeah. Go ahead. You can go on with the supporters while I start just searching this real quick. Well, let's give a shout out to him. So, of course, Vaporous. You know, I've been actually lately I've been using my at or my Get Vaporous pen. I guess at Get Vaporous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's my little shout out. Uh, but my pen, I've actually kept it in my pocket the last few days again. And it's just amazing. That thing is just awesome. Yep. <laughs> I haven't. Uh, we, we The last thing we tried was the Hush. Mm-hmm from uh it was um it was from dab town usa um it was uh, the sensi star was that what it was i think so yes okay. because i just sold out of one at our place that was a different type no actually <laughs> and you're wrong you're getting confused it was a granddaddy purple <gasps> that was before the sensi star was we picked out it yeah so together at some place oh sorry i was wrong but when i went in to grab it it i wanted an indica i really wanted to have something that was solid and that granddaddy purple was really good yeah yeah i enjoyed it it's a classic favorite i guess of mine yep i'm glad we got the terpenes from (laughs) fog flavors Mm -hmm. captain fog which we should shout out to them now that's one thing i didn't i wasn't going to shout out intentionally but um you know these are awesome terpenes Mm -hmm. i did i did put him down to shout i saw that yeah Yeah. and so but we gave away some terpenes one of their sample sets yep at our last oh god how many all of them were in there how many there was 10 okay not all of them but most of them i didn't actually count i just set them up i i wasn't like one two three yeah i just i put them up all pretty Mm -hmm. yeah and i like him I mean, and I've had a couple of the crew sample them and really liked them too. Mm-hmm. I had Mad Farmer try them and Sir Tucker and they enjoyed them. Um, I've enjoyed them. I know the King's Cake was one of my favorites st- <laughs> still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I enjoy that one too. But why don't you read, is it at Fog Flavors? Uh, it's, yeah, it's www.fogflavors.com. Okay. And then on Instagram, I think it's at Fog Flavors. Yeah, yeah. I but check them out the because these website. guys sell terpene specific. Yeah, the strain uh, specific. Sorry, yeah. strain specific terpenes. And what I mean by that is, if you want to get a lemon Kush or Durban a Poison, Durban Poison, or OG. I have, I got I have the car a whole there. list right here. Um, okay, we got Glorilla. <laughs> yes, like that glue. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lemon Kush, OG Kush, Blue Dream, White Widow, Granddaddy Purple, Durban Poison, Trainwreck, Green Crack, Sour Diesel, and King Cake. Those are the strains that they have at in the sample pack. Yes, and I don't know if they had that in the sample pack. The King Cake, did they have a little one? No, no, no. That one, that went to specialty. It, it is. We did get that one though. Yeah, but we like Oregon rooted got that one. Correct. Yes, and. Which was really nice because we've already worked with Golden Beaver and we knew how good mm-hmm. that King's Cake was. But uh, basically, here they are. They're, like I said, pure terpenes. They're, there's no filler, so there's no propylene glycol, PGs is what they call them, PGAs, mm-hmm. no additives. Um, they're just strain-specific, though. So, like I said, you're going to have a, a full profile on that bottle of whatever strain they pulled it from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're only terpenes so you're not getting any you know extras no cbds no thc yes exactly and by the way when you do get these things they do come with a whole terpene profile that says everything that is in them that makes them that certain strain correct correct and and what's really cool about that is if you're into it so much that you know what kind of 
terpenes you like Mm -hmm. uh, or or flavors that are associated with those terpenes. So if you do some studying, you know, linalool or myrcene have certain flavors. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you like those flavors, you know where to go. This is kind of a direction. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty cool. And it uh, also shows the effects of each one and it's what it's also found in. A lot of it is pine. Pining. One, two. Of course. Pine. Just straight pine. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So... So anyway, so like if you read right on the label, it says one gram or excuse me, one drop per gram. Even Mm -hmm. that's a little strong. I found that half that, even half a drop or I should say two grams per drop is actually pretty good too. Mm -hmm. And you can use these for other things. I mean, use your imagination. Yeah. So, I mean, I won't go any further with that, but you know, whatever you want to do. It's pretty awesome. And, and it, yeah, so, and I've, like we said, we've tried them and I've enjoyed them. You got some stuff that may be coming to the shelf. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Top secret. So what we are bringing to the shelf is our vaporous pins, though. This is what we've been waiting for the new year. You sidetracked me on this, but. Yes. And that is as of the new year, we are officially trying to get them into THC, too. That's what I'm saying. Yes. So we gave them away at this at this uh, live event. And, you know, we've had other we've given away a couple prizes Mm -hmm. uh, through the show. But you know we love these pens, and we're going to bring them in THC. So these are going to be available not only locally, but you're going to be able to get, uh, be able to get your hands on them. Yep, you can come in and actually feel them. You can actually check them See out rather than on. them just being in a website. But it's going to be exclusive at THC at this point. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So you know, hopefully check. by the end of the month. Yeah. Oh no, sooner than that. Okay, I'm like so you're the captain on that one. If you sir. want, if you want to get a head start, check at Get Vaporous. Or vaporistechnologies.com is the website, mm-hmm. but getvaporous.com will get you there. On Instagram, it's at getvaporous. And These guys, the code word rooted, by the way. Thank you. Code word rooted gets you 25% off. At checkout, yeah. Yes. So, and I recommend the J-Pen. The J-Pen Pro is my favorite. It's it's another level when it comes to a pen. It's basically got a ball bearing in there that shuts off the pin when if you tilt it mm-hmm. so you can put it in your pocket you don't have to worry about it leaking mm-hmm. it's really cool and the, the pro has an adjustable airflow so you can adjust exactly how you want a little stronger a little less strong you got your friend there who's a rookie you can right. button that thing down a little bit <laughs> if you want to if you're at home and you're gonna take that big fat hit you can do it um but now the other the j pin is just as good you don't have the adjustable airflow or the the uh valve control mm-hmm. on that but man, that thing hits like a champ too. It hits just the same. Yeah, I, I honestly, the... when it comes to the hits, I don't think that there's much of a difference when it comes to them. No. And the, the coils, you can get the, you know, quartz, um, all their coils, and there's a variety of them, are legit. Question. We've had this thing for how long now? Months. How I... long? If, if our listeners would just... August. I mean... At least before yeah. August, because it was the THC fair. Right. So it was the, um, a few uh, months. the indoor outdoor uh, indoor expo. Indo expo. Yeah. I haven't replaced any of I the, was going to say, yeah. have you replaced no. that coil whatsoever? No. I will tell you this. At all. The only, <laughs> I'll tell you this. It's durable. It's mm-hmm. clean. It burns clean. As long as your concentrates are clean. <laughs> Ours, you know, thankfully, because we're, you know, involved with good manufacturers and aka snobs and then when my you know family or friends that make (laughs) concentrates you know they're all clean so 
you know, I, I, but I won't say that, you know, if you're banking a dirty concentrate or something and you throw that in there, we've had, we've had one that clogged it up before. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, be careful of that. But aside from that, as long as you're running clean concentrates, like you should be, you know, it doesn't matter. It's not getting dirty. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're still using it. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. 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 You haven't changed it at all. You haven't (laughs) had to change it at all. (laughs) I was just thinking about that. Okay. So, all right, let's move on. Yeah, right. we've got Ancient Herbs. Yep. Um, 15% on that code. Oregon Rooted at checkout. Yeah. Um, and that's ancientherbs.healthcare. Yeah. And that's their latest. All the other ones will lead there too as well, the dot coms. But uh, they've been doing a lot of work, so they've changed a few things. But again, it's all the same stuff. There's a lot of products on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them are derived from, all of them are derived from natural organic sources. Uh, but what, you know, aside from the soaps and the creams and stuff, uh, we promote the formula one and formula mm-hmm. two and any of the IPMs there. It's the only thing that we're using this next year. I keep telling people that, but <laughs> you know, here, here's, I'm going to sidetrack real quick. We're doing s- supporters, but here's the deal with that. I've seen a few articles just in the last couple days that we'll get to next time. Cause I, I really couldn't find them, but they're saying that these low levels of, this is a possibility. Low levels of these pesticides, organic or not, are contributing to this CHS. Mm-hmm. Okay, the the uh, cannabinoid hypermesis syndrome, mm-hmm. and it's becoming so prevalent. We just covered this. Mm-hmm. This whole issue where you know hot shower because you're sick. Right, right. There's a lot of evidence now since we're getting into it that it might be related to low levels. Not even high levels, just low levels of pesticides. Nice. Which I could see. Yeah. There's been some people that are claiming online in blogs and stuff, which, again, take it for a grain of salt, but that are saying they're doing tests for themselves, showing that when they, you know, do it without any kind of, you know, pesticides at Mm -hmm. all, whether that be spinosad or uh, the big one I've seen is azadiractin, which is a big one for me. I thought that was pretty, Mm -hmm. pretty legit might be contributing to that. So I guess what I'm saying is for IPM, you know, this whole formula one and two is all straight essential oils. So, you know, this is getting away from any kind of pesticides. Right. right. Uh, And then the light that that, that's available. Yeah. Yeah. I saw for that uh, PM yeah. and russet mites um, yeah. is just no spray at all. So there's other options. And I think there's something, all I'm saying is don't be surprised if we cover this in the future. Right. I exactly. think that there's going to be some stuff coming out, scientific evidence in the future that's going to show that there's some correlation possibly to this CHS. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's why I said that. And then we talked about fogs and then. I just had one more thing uh, with THC, just the product that's come in. We've had yeah. some cartridges that just came in, actually, today. Mm-hmm. We've also got some chocolate bars. Uh, the Gron. Six, yes, six different... Um, it's six different flavors. And we... Or six different types of chocolate bars. And then we also have medical-only chocolates. They're little, they're little chocolates. Um, and we've got some new pipes in some new glass and we've yeah, got the I most because you keep you know yeah i've only got two <laughs> uh oh and by the way mochi gelato is back yes the cover of green leaf magazine organ leaf by the way you just said green leaf sorry i know i, I changed that 
Let's I, correct I that. Thought. I hope I don't get an Oregon, email. Oregon Leaf. Yeah. I'm sorry. Now, I apologize. Yeah, if we get an email from Oregon Leaf about that, thanks. I'm looking at Greenleaf. <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was just covered. TKO. Yes, TKO, the mochi gelato. We have it back. It is back on the shelves as of today. You know, that's straight legit. I've had a few of my... We haven't got to try it yet. I will bring it home in the next day or two because I'm not going to let it run out again this time on me. And it ran out quick. It did. And what's funny (laughs) is that, you know, a lot of people have mentioned it. And right now it's pretty much coming out only of this area. That's going to change. It is. It is, yeah. But damn, yeah, that's another good find by THC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think that they're more than open to it, but I think TKO is on our sites now. Yeah, yeah, I did notice that. Yeah, and I know that um, Sean from Rogue Farmers mm-hmm. has talked quite a bit to them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. I think, yeah. They were just down there today. One of the guys was dropping off the stuff. I was going to give him a card, but I didn't get a chance to because I was helping Good job. customer. <laughs> I was going to try. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not like I don't have them as contacting as they come in and drop off flour quite a bit. <laughs> right. So, um, and then what else we got? Um, well, oh, no, just go ahead. The THC fair is just, it's January 21st. And so if you're in the area or in Southern yes, Oregon. at Jackson County Expo. It's uh, January 21st and 22nd um, on Saturday, January 21st. It's from 10 to 5. Sunday, it's from 11 to 5. $15 admission at the door, and it's $14 if you buy your ticket ahead of time. If you're a veteran, it's 10 Nice. Yeah, so I think we should try to make that. Yeah. Well, it's a weird it's time right, of year. It's right before the weekend we go to Portland for <laughs> the Less Than Jake concert, by the way. Yes, which, by the way, uh, I know we talked about Mongo ranch in the last episode mm-hmm. i sean had mentioned yeah yeah yep but uh mongo ranch you know we're going to be connecting with them soon to do that yeah shout out to those guys hi just saw you guys today so yeah joe we appreciate um what you guys are doing out there i you know we heard that you just stopped he just stopped by yeah joe and ashley they came <laughs> in to say hi so hi to you guys and shout out again um we will be connecting with you soon so we can get that taken yep. care of and then well and just have some fun times. Absolutely. Some good chatting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then, you yeah. know, be able to bring out a really <laughs> special. Some pigs, pigs, pigs. Some pigs. Yes. <laughs> some Joe pigs. I want to see some pigs. So, but yeah, we'll be able to bring out a pretty good episode, I think, with that, with them in the interview. And I, you know, and obviously we're going to sit down with Joe again. Oh, of course. We'll probably, we'll try and maybe squeeze Ashley on there too. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so there's our supporters. Before we go into the news, I just want to say one thing: the the only the the only reason I we are doing what we do is because of our listeners, mm-hmm. and things are growing good. So I just I have to shout out to like the top growing and going. Did you hear that all? He did say growing. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean growing? You said growing good instead of going good. Growing good. Yeah, yeah it is. Get it? We're, we're growing. We're we already are. rooted and now we're growing. Yeah. And the, the best part is obviously our base <clears throat> listenership comes straight from Oregon. Shout out to Oregon. We love you guys. You are the heart and soul to everything. And and the content that we bring, 98% of it is straight from Oregon. Yes. And a lot of it, 
no offense to anybody else, is is a lot of stuff for locals, like where to buy stuff, and you know, absolutely, it it's not just centralized to just us. Though we like to share with everybody, that's why we like to bring it all around. Yes, well, that's why I want to shout out mm-hmm. is because even though we have a ton of listeners from Oregon, there's a lot of other states and even countries that support us, mm-hmm. and we've had. Like, you know, we just had uh, a good conversation with a gentleman from Maine Mm -hmm. uh, who has, you know, uh, given us some good feedback. And we're going to actually create an episode based on some of the feedback that he had for us. So, but I want to be able to shout out to those states that actually are a big portion of our listenership, like the top 10, right? Or at least the top 12. Awesome. So, of course, Oregon, California is right up in there, number two. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Right. (laughs) West Coast. (laughs) So, and I think we're right in that Northern California, Southern Oregon. Right. Like, we are the heart of the triangle, if Mm -hmm. you will. Right. So, um, and then we got a lot of stuff coming out of Oregon and California, both cannabis, but I mean music, Mm -hmm. as far as that goes. So, a lot of good stuff. Um, then we have Washington coming in third. Surprise, surprise, right? <laughs> Another West Coast. So shout out to Washington. We love you guys. I think that that's the P&W right there, right? <laughs> Pacific Northwest. Yep, yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. So, and then funny enough, right up following that is Massachusetts. So we go straight over to the, the other side. Oh, that's funny. Just jump. So right shout over. out to you guys. Massachusetts. We know you're listening. We appreciate it, people. <laughs> love you there. Um, Texas, you know, what's crazy about Texas is they've been listening from the beginning. <laughs> yes, they have been. And you know what? We've picked up more from there, haven't we? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah so, it's well, growing. if it's one of our top, then yeah. Yeah, it's in the top, what, four or five? Obviously, and that first listener talked to a lot of friends. I, I, I We appreciate that. <laughs> so you listeners in Texas, shout out. You guys are hardcore, right? Because Texas is one of those states right now, man. You, you don't want to be caught with shit. Right? <laughs> right. So I not and when you're listening to this episode, we appreciate you folks definitely. Um, and just right below that, this is the second best part is Utah, right there. <laughs> Utah's been with us since the beginning too. Right, that's awesome. And it's crazy, like that is another place where I, they might be one of the last states that fall. Mm-hmm. You know, but damn, we appreciate you guys listening right. to us. So shout out there. And then, again, we just talked to that one gentleman, Maine. There's a lot of listeners from Maine. Mm-hmm. We appreciate that, too. That's total East Coast. You guys are up in the cold and whatever yeah. you're doing up there. we That's awesome because you're fighting quite the climate up that way. Right. <laughs> so shout out to Maine. And then Nevada. You know, Nevada is part of the, the Emerald Triangle, actually. It's kind of far off on the other leg. Mm-hmm. But um, you're talking, you know, basically that, you know, California, Oregon, Nevada. Mm-hmm. So, shout out to you guys. Um, they're a bunch of gamblers, maybe right. Nevada, maybe. Reno, Las Vegas. Hot smoking gamblers. Let's well, go. Las Vegas is. Oh yeah, <laughs> sounds so, fun. So now you just walk down like the strip with your. I think your we drain. should go network there. That sounds fun. That sounds great. We should go network there. Yeah. Do an episode in the middle of a casino. I was going to say, why couldn't you do an episode right there? Come gamble with us. And then we've got Colorado. Which, no, I'm very I'm very, that's awesome. Yes, I'm very honored. Not so much of a 
crazy thing to think about Colorado, though, when it, it comes not, to... No, no. Because like, they're a bunch of pot smokers over there, too. Well, they got their game down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, shout out to those guys, because I know that... Honored that we were on your level, though. Yeah. Awesome. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and and the fact that they've had a couple years to already kind of figure out what was going on before we even jumped on. Right. So although our medical was there, our rec wasn't, and Colorado jumped on that, and they did really well, and they really did a, a good job in those first two years of showing what the potential was. Uh, you know, and when you mm-hmm. jump on board first, you're an innovator. You know, when you're that first person, you're innovating. That means you're, you know, you're not going to be like, you're going to make some mistakes, but you're going to lead the way to the the best things that are mm-hmm. going to come. So, right. yeah. So shout out to those guys. Uh, and then believe it or not, New York, man, I, Sweet. yeah. And I think they just changed too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're there, but um, we, we appreciate them for sure. Absolutely. And then Virginia and Illinois. Nice. Yeah. So I just had to do that because, you know, that's, you know, you can, li- you can listen to the show for free. Mm-hmm. We don't charge for anything. <laughs> right. So we do it for the people that actually care about what we say. Yeah. So we appreciate it. Keep up the fight. States are dropping. And no matter what happens in the future federally, you know, just keep growing. Absolutely. And we're right there with you. <laughs> so let's move into the news. All right. Sounds like a plan. All right, I'm not exactly sure where we want to hit first topic-wise. Well, here, let me hit one I want to hit. In fact, why don't I hit this article, and then we'll hit this joint while you hit the next one. Okay. So everybody that's still with us, why don't you grab your favorite uh, pipe or uh, uh, joint or dab or medible. We'll sit back, and we're just chilling talk about some some articles here sounds good so from usa today marijuana can help some patients but doctors say more research is needed now i caught this tonight when i got home off the tv and it was some god it was something major like cnn or i i don't remember fox maybe probably fox because we don't have cnn okay maybe (laughs) but here's the deal i i I wish i would i just caught glimpses of it so i had to look up other articles and some were more actually more in depth about this Mm -hmm. but it's really cool let me sum it up i don't have to read the whole article i already kind of listened to it but here's the deal they've literally now had enough scientific articles scientific not articles sorry scientific studies mm-hmm. and uh and and time and actual legal ability to study cannabis where they've shown that it really is absolutely factually i guess you could say um true that cannabis is a good treatment for chronic pain mm-hmm. nausea and essentially muscle spasms, mm-hmm. which is going to cover cover MS and uh, Parkinson's and like epilepsy. Mm-hmm. So any kind of muscle tremor type right. seizure, you know, whatever issues it helps with. So those are three major things, which we already kind of knew about. I mean, mm-hmm. right from we, we knew that it helped pain. We knew it helped nausea. I can absolutely tell you that. And then, of course, we've seen numerous videos of all these muscle issues that are helped by it right what's funny about this article is it goes on to talk about it it says that you know there's there's dangers uh involved what's really cool is that they really can't 
they can't solidify the dangers. So what they say is, okay, you can abuse cannabis. Mm-hmm. Well, so when they question the experts about abusing cannabis, they basically said, well, yeah, but it's only found in, you know, people that start young. Mm-hmm. So if you start so young. So before the age of 21. Right. Which is not what we promote anyway. And then the other thing is. Which is, has, the numbers have gone down in. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yes. So it's, it's the, what the experts are saying is, well, it's not really a big deal as long as you don't start these kids out at 16 and that's going down. Yes. Yeah. Like you said. So, and the other thing is psychosis or schizophrenia. That's a loose term. Mm-hmm. But what they're saying is some people are going, you know, that are abusing large amounts of cannabis. Um, some of these people have had psychotic or schizophrenic events that they have correlated with cannabis. But again, we've, we've talked about these articles before and what we don't know. And this is what the experts said right in the article is that it's just something that we've seen associated with it. There's no direct mm-hmm. evidence that these, that it's, stemming from cannabis what they actually think is that these people are uh what do you call it schizophrenia is is gonna happen in them anyway you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying like something else could trigger it anyway like they're borderline schizophrenic and this is just one thing that if you you know for them if they use all in this other cannabis. words, don't blame us for your medical malfunctions. Well, well I guess what I, I can't find the word, but what I'm saying is, is that basically anything c- could set them off. Like a- anything can with a schizophrenic, yeah. Well, anything in a, in a large amount too. Like if they took a large amount of any kind of drugs, it might put them in a psychotic episode. So there's there's no real direct evidence there either. And then the other thing was, um, so we had so we had abuse, and then uh, the schizophrenia. And then, um, let me see here. Oh, car deaths. Oh, right. Car accidents. Yeah. So, again, in the states that have went legal, we've seen, like, DUIs drop. Yes. Okay. And what was funny is when I I was watching the TV version of this article, uh, the expert, quote unquote, that was reporting on this to the questions was saying that, unfortunately... (laughs) They're saying that there's a a rise in car accidents, but mm-hmm. there's no way to to test. You know what I'm saying? There's right. if there was a way to test somebody for cannabis, saying, okay, well, you're under the influence because you're at this level, uh-huh. then there would be some evidence. But they can't do that. You know what affects me and you driving doesn't affect someone else, right? So it's really hard to nail down that that was result uh, a result of cannabis use. Mm-hmm. So again, those rise in car accidents that could be, yeah, anything. You can't pinpoint that that's exactly what it is. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is it's really funny that they've confirmed what we already knew so yeah, really solidly, yeah. and they're saying no, this is true. This, no matter who you are, no matter what your belief is, cannabis does help right. MS muscle you know muscle disorders uh, as far as you know calming them down mm-hmm. nausea and pain period no matter who you are yeah and here's a few things that might be bad but we really can't tie it to cannabis right we don't think <laughs> so i'll move on from that but you see what i'm saying yeah. it's it's really it's a it's good news and the whole point to that whole interview i think 
was that now because states are making it legal, mm-hmm. we're able to do these studies and confirm all this stuff or not confirm it. Nice. But at least we'll know for sure. Yeah, exactly. So do you want to do the next one? You sure. want me to do it? No, I can do the next one. Um, All right. I have the differences between hemp CBD and cannabis CBD. All right. Now, this is something that's been asked to you quite a bit. Yes. Um, Actually, it was. And with CBDs being outlawed federally, which, by the way, everybody thought was a big deal. But here's the deal. You know, you realize that cannabis is illegal federally. Yes. And it just got put (laughs) schedule one right along up there with. It went schedule one right along up there with marijuana is yeah. what it did. And yeah. same with Kratom. That's the same issue that happened with Kratom not too long ago. But they had people push against that and it never went. So they're trying to do that with the CBD yes, issue. But this is the same thing that did happen. They yeah. like made it just like this with Kratom. Somebody pushed against it. And, and that they're doing the exact same thing basically with CBD. So it's line them up, let's bat them down type thing. Well, and... You know, I guess what they were trying to say is that with the CBDs, it was trying to, they were trying to align with international mm-hmm. issues. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. Exactly. Could be an excuse. But, but just so, you know, everybody needs to calm down because it's like, oh, well, it just went federally. Well, yeah. But so is cannabis. Just going to take time. Cannabis is right there with it. And we're still legal in the States with cannabis. So don't Look worry. Look how long it took us to get dabs and extracts and everything back up on the shelves i'm sure that it's gonna have to start doing the same exact thing when it comes to cbd but it wasn't looked at as much before and now that everything else is being tested they got to line that one up too well the big thing is is not a lot of hemp is legal here Mm -hmm. Uh, in fact i think texas is one place where there's pretty large hemp yes i remember we read up on that but i mean as far as i don't think i think there's a lot of hemp that comes in internationally yeah Nice. Um, this is written by Chuck Ludley uh, for Green. <laughs> I think we've said his name Green more Rush than Daily. anybody yes. else. Yes. There are some important differences between hemp CBD and cannabis CBD. Hemp plants has have significantly fewer cannabinoids than cannabis. That means that they get enough CBD. Producers have to pro- process many more hemp plants than they do when they get CBD from a cannabis plant. Some experts have said that hemp CBD could therefore introduce contaminants and impurities into the final product. Others have argued that CBD is most effective when it counteracts with other cannabinoids and terpenes found in cannabis plants. And since hemp plants are so low in these other complementary chemicals, hemp CBD might not be quite as potent. Um, but on the plus side, hemp derivative, uh, hemp derived CBD has historically been easier to get into the legal market. That's because although cannabis is illegal at the federal level, many farmers can legally grow hemp as an industrial crop. This means, which Texas, like we just just commented on, this means that it's usually easier to produce CBD products from hemp than it's from cannabis plants. There is. I also got one for the. If we want to see what the changes to the CBD loss. Well, if this good info there. Yeah, it's part of the article. Sure. Um, It says, but the laws that govern CBD in the U.S. could be getting a little bit trickier. Last month, the DEA made some slight changes to its rules about cannabis and CBD. It assigned CBD its own legal code, which means it's now easier for law enforcement to track, monitor, and crack down on CBD. 
That's especially true if it was produced by plants at the high levels of THC. Despite the adjustments, many have said it wouldn't really change the actual CBD industry as long as CBD comes from plants with low THC. It should be relatively safe from a legal perspective, and that means that hemp-derived CBD should still be the easiest produce produce, and moved into the legal market. The final hit, regardless of the recent legal changes, it seems clear that CBD is here to stay. It's already established itself as a huge industry with massive potential for growth, and current research suggests that it it, it can be a powerful medicinal product. Uh, It also seems clear that there are real differences between hemp CBD and cannabis CBD. While many claim that CBD from cannabis plants can be especially potent and pure, hemp-derived CBD may still be safest regarding legality. That means that hemp-derived CBD is likely to be the most widely accessible as cannabis laws continue to change. However, expect the CBD industry to adjust and evolve. In the end, hopefully, that means that more and more people will have access to high-quality medicinal CBD. I agree. I mean, the only thing that this would affect really would be the people that need it. Like, CBDs are the ones that take care of the the muscle issues and... Takes care of lots of issues. It's, oh yeah, medically. Yeah. Yeah. Inflammation and... I and, actually uh, had a patient tell me that somebody had told him that it does not work for pain. Well, I mean, that, that might be true, but... That CBD straight does not work for pain, though. Well, I, I'm not saying it doesn't, I, but THC does. They've proven no, it. CBD does as well. CBD works for pain. Amazing. CBD, that's what that's what cancer patients use, but somebody at a dispensary had told him that that's not what CBD is oh. used for. Not good. I'm like, wow, that person has some misinformation. Well, and that's that's the one thing. That's part of, I mean, I think why a lot of people that are trying to spread knowledge like we are is trying to spread truth. Yeah. Because there's so much in misinformation. Yeah. And there's a lot of people with quote unquote opinions, you know, that it, this it's just good that we have the ability to now start. Uh, doing trials on this stuff, which is why I did that article. You know, it really shows that we can get some stuff down. So I want to read this next one because you need to, I've already, you know, smoked most of that joint. Which one are you reading? I'm going to read the Jeff Sessions. Is that cool? Are you sure? Yeah. You tried to say his name like 14 times earlier. I just said it now. I just said it now. Every time people, every time. (laughs) Sessions. Jeff Sessions. Sessions. (laughs) <laughs> and you know what sucks is I hate trying to respect his name because he's a little punk. So on that note, yeah, let's start this article. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not even an article. I'm not even going to go that far into it. I'm just we don't care that much. So I think one of our biggest fears federally is probably this guy, and whether he does or is able to do anything is yet to be seen. But I just. Uh, it amazes me that this guy is is still able to he's he's in a government that has the ability to you know have influence and control on many many people and he's still got ideas that are archaic it's like you know i don't know it's sorry i'm reading at the same time that i'm listening <laughs> to you i'm so the bottom line is after his he had he had a confirmation hearing and he had said a few things and people 
like normal and NCIA and ASA Americans for safe access had all kind of reported back on what he had said. So here's the deal. It's, but like ASA says, the vague answers given by Senator Jeff Sessions during today's Attorney General confirmation hearing provided little comfort for the 2 million American patients who rely on state-run medical cannabis programs to provide them with physician-recommended medicine. Each of the 44 states that have medical cannabis programs, that's damn good, by the way. <laughs> 44 out of 50 states, by the way? Yeah. 50 yeah. Yeah. Well, 50, 50, 50 plus. Yeah. 50 plus. Reaching 15 states with patient access to CBD, such as Sessions' home of home state, I should say, of Alabama, technically violate federal law. While it is encouraging the president-elect Trump's incoming press secretary has God. said Sessions will abide by Trump's position on medical cannabis, Sessions has yet to make a commitment. Well. Can I pull a Harry Potter on you real quick? Can that be the name that cannot be said? Is that T word? Yeah, it's, like... it's <laughs> uh, bottom line is it sounds like uh, he has to follow what Trump wants. That's kind of what I'm getting at. But um, but he is not for cannabis. No, no, that doesn't sound like that at all. So, and here's the deal. I'll tell you, if it goes, if it goes, you know, in his favor, I don't think that, I mean, do you think Trump's for cannabis? We haven't seen. I don't know. Yeah. It's, I've seen a couple articles that says I don't know. So. Yeah. No one knows. Nope. So. (laughs) That's even scarier part. Yep. So. (laughs) Larry from Mexico. Yeah. So I just want to make sure that people know that this gentleman, although he lives in Mexico now and is trying to live his life there. Shout out to Dad and Ann. Hey, guys. Yeah. Um, introducing Larry to us. Yeah. And say hi. Yeah. Because I miss you guys. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> this gentleman, like I said before, he's lost a large portion of his tongue. And I, I believe... 70%. Yeah, 70%. And I believe that there's also portions of his face i think that are missing too but the bottom line is that he's still alive he's fought cancer and he was a veteran mm-hmm. of the united states first person okay so i think this is a really important story and i think that if you just listen to this story i think that it it's truly a heartwarming story with cannabis being the central part of the story Mm -hmm. for a gentleman that went through different stages of cannabis legalization relationships Mm -hmm. uh he went through it all and went through some really crazy things and served our country and is now to the point where one of, okay, and I quoted him on this, and I'll just lead right into the interview with this. Mm-hmm. He's the first person I've ever heard say that, quote, he's afraid, or he said, I'm afraid to stop using cannabis. Mm-hmm. And he really meant it. Yeah. He's truly afraid to stop using it because of, as you hear in the story, why? 
But um, yeah, he's he and part of the reason, you know, that he's where he's at is because he doesn't want to Mm -hmm. uh, stop using cannabis. Yeah, exactly. So I think it was a great story. Yeah. But uh, we appreciate everybody. We appreciate the people that we shout out and the listeners out there. I hope that you guys enjoy this story. We're going to follow up again like we normally do with, you know, farmers and growers and, and, you know, like the elevation organics. Yeah. But I think this is a good way to introduce the whole, like we talked about earlier with the storytelling. Yeah, we'll have a, actually quite a few of those. We've got a lot yeah, to come and this, around. Yeah, and like I said, I think just... And it's great hearing people's stories. And I think that... This is the human part of, you know, forget the politics, forget... The growing. Let's yeah, not, forget the growing. We don't need growing. to teach you anything right now. No, we, we don't. We want you to hear somebody's personal, yeah. personal story. This guy wouldn't be here without cannabis. Yeah, exactly. And hopefully Several we'll times be bringing over. a whole lot more of these around because these are always fun to hear. Okay. We love you. Organ love. Organ love. We'll see you next week. All right. This is Higher Peaks. And today we have a very special episode. We have um, had the pleasure of talking to a gentleman that has had quite the experience in his life along with... Also, uh, a pretty good positive experience with cannabis throughout that journey. His name is Larry, and I talked to him for a good, I don't know, five or ten minutes initially. And I was so excited with the story that uh, I wanted to, with a recommendation to, to be able to bring you on. So, Larry, welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you. We're glad you're here, and we're very uh, glad that you're able to share your story with us. Um, this is a new segment that we wanted to start. And so I think this is a good kickoff to it. Uh, we wanted to be able to share with the world some of the more positive stories of cannabis. As you know, in the past, we've had a lot of not only uh, laws, but regulations and stigma that has been attached with cannabis. And yeah. so I feel, yeah, I feel this is the way that we can bring the more positive side out because cannabis truly does help a lot of people. It helps a lot of conditions and it truly brings back a quality of life for people, especially with chronic diseases and stuff and stuff like that. Yes. <clears throat> so Larry, um, why don't you start from the beginning and just give us, you know, just tell us kind of just ease into it and tell us about how it kind of all started and, and go from there. Well, I was a young man. <clears throat> I was in the, the Marine Corps. And I got my orders for uh, Vietnam. So we uh, went from the United States uh, to Hawaii was our first stop. And and then I believe it was Guam. And then we uh, went to Okinawa, uh, uh, Japan. And we were there, uh, I don't remember the exact amount of time, but... We were there for at least a couple weeks or so, and then uh, they sent us off to a station point. Uh, And what happened for me, I was in Okinawa one night and and out in town for dinner, and uh, a filling fell out of my tooth. Okay. And uh, so uh, I got some food up in there due to the fact that we were out for dinner, and uh, that night had some severe pain from my tooth. So the next morning I went to dental on on the military base, and uh, his first procedure was to simply 
uh, clean the tooth out and and refill it. And so he proceeded to do that, and so then I was sent back to the barracks, and about four or five hours later, I was still in an enormous uh, amount of pain. So I went back, and and he decided to pull the tooth, and and so he, you know, numb, gave me some Novocaine, and uh, and then proceeded to pull the tooth, and and couldn't pull the tooth. He was having a hard time pulling the tooth out. And uh, during this process, at one point, he was uh, 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 pulling the tooth so hard the the pliers slipped off the slipped off the uh, tooth and jammed into my tongue. Oh no! And uh, uh, and and so he, what they finally did is he finally drilled up through the center of the tooth and broke it in pieces and pulled it out. So that was the end of that. That's what. What a start of uh, uh, the process was. Okay. And so from that point on, and during that experience, uh, he was pulling my tooth so hard I passed out twice, uh, just from uh, pure pain. So, and, uh, so they didn't have you under any kind of uh, you know nitrous oxide or any kind of painkiller no, no, or nothing. No, not back then they didn't even have an X-ray machine there. Oh my gosh, you, you guys are <laughs> and tough. So, yeah. <laughs> go ahead, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was just saying, you know, that's oh, okay. kids kids so these days wouldn't be able to handle that, so. <laughs> yeah. So, so um from that point on, I go, "Oh boy. I don't want to see another military doctor or or dentist, you know, just from that experience happening." And and so uh, from that point, uh, we were sent to our duty stations, and and uh, uh, I had a, a a little sore on my tongue that just didn't seem to heal, but didn't bother me that much. And uh, you know, I I was due to get out within about a year, about a year and a half, and. Um, so uh, they sent me out of the military. I got discharged, and within about a half a year, I started having some pain with a little uh, sore was on my tongue. And so, in uh, that the point was, I was noticing having a, a you know slight speech problem, and 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 really kind of hard to eat. So I go, well, you know, I better go see a doctor. So I went to a near nose and throat doctor in Anaheim, California, and uh, they took a biopsy and and uh, and said, "Well, yeah, you get you have cancer." So at that point, I had told them what happened. So they had uh, called the VA and actually had an appointment with the VA down Long Beach for me to go to. And uh, in between that time. Uh, they sent me to White Memorial College up in Los Angeles that was a college for ear, nose, and throat doctors at the time. And I went up and saw about 20 doctors one day. And, you know, just because the fact I was 20, I believe 24 years old, and not many 24-year-old people have uh, cancer of the tongue. Gotcha. So, 
So uh, I went down to the VA hospital in Long Beach, and and they did a surgery on my tongue and and took the tumor out, and then uh, within a half a year from that point, I had some bumps on my my left nip, and so they decided to do a. Uh, what is called a left radical nip dissection. Uh, in other words, they go in there and my, either I have a scar from the back of my ear all the way out to the, almost the end of my shoulder and another one uh, intersecting that one up through my Adam's apple up. And, you know, they, they go in and they literally take out your muscles and your, your nodes. And I had um, uh, uh, lymph nodes that were positive cancer also. So they did that. And then this would have been my first surgery of the tongue tumor, I believe, was in March 73. And then the neck was in November 73. Okay, Larry. And after my neck. Uh-huh. Yeah, Larry, let me just stop you real quick. So we're talking the span okay. of, of how many months? Just a few months there, right? Between yeah. between. Now, I, I, the reason I stopped you is it really must be hard for a 24-year-old to have a doctor tell him that we're going to open you up like that. Yeah. How did you yeah. feel about well, that? Can you explain how you felt at the time? Um. Actually, I tried, uh, you know, I think a little different when I when I got it. Uh, to me, I see it more as a broken arm, a broken finger. Let's fix it and get on with life. Um, I, I never really sat down, uh, you know, uh, and and said, "Oh, geez, I have I have cancer. I'm going to die." Uh, so I tried to keep my mental state as. Uh, you know, we got a problem. Let's fix it. And then, and then during, you know, I was in out of the hospital quite a bit. Uh, I, I remember after my, uh, I hadn't got to that yet. But anyways, after the next surgery, uh, uh, then again in '75, uh, I had another tumor come back on my tongue. So at that time, they removed 70% of my tongue and then gave me a maximum radiation of uh, 6,500 rads. And during that time, uh, just in the, the doctor's office down there was one of the doctors that was, uh, you know, almost the same age as I was. And joking around, I said, boy, you know, because everybody thought I was going to die anyways. And, you know, just joking around with him, he, you know, I, I said, maybe I'll just start smoking some pot. <laughs> and he goes, well, you know, it can't hurt, you know, because they, they figured it didn't matter, you know, what was going to go on, you know. Well, so, and can I ask you real quick what triggered you to think that? I mean, were other people doing it? Were there other military? Well, sure, I know people that were that were, you know, smoking it for recreation at the time. Okay. And, and I would from, you know, time to time. Okay. But it wasn't uh, uh, something, it wasn't a daily use by any means for me back then, you know. But once, you know, once I just talked to the doctor and, 
and 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 you know I realized that yeah it can't hurt. So I started I started smoking a little more often. Now, Larry, and, b- Larry, before you go on, let me ask you this: At that time, did the doctors realize that there was some medicinal benefits? I mean, this is kind of enlightening because no, I don't think so. No, not at all. Okay, so was this more purely of just a comfort thing at the time? Uh, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I I smoke a, a daily use of it, and uh, I I never um, had a problem with cancer uh, all the way through the eighties, uh, uh, all the way through the nineties. And then in 2000, I uh, remarried. I went to the divorce in 99 and remarried in 2000. And uh, my spouse just could not handle that at all. So I quit smoking. And, and in 2004, uh, I had cancer again. Wow. And... Uh, uh, the funny thing is, I, I went to the VA and they took a biopsy and and uh, <clears throat> you know told me it was uh, a cancer, a basal cell cancer that this time, which wasn't a real uh, serious cancer. And so, anyways, they took the biopsy. I went home and a week later they called me up and told me the biopsy report and. And I asked him, I go, well, uh, you want to schedule me in? Uh, I can come in and, you know, cut it out, whatever. And uh, they scheduled me for appointment 11 months later. Wow, that's, that's, that doesn't make sense to me. I mean, but that happens. Well, this was a a time when they were having VA problems. Well, and... And, uh, Go ahead. So, anyways, I I I got cancer again. You know, after quit smoking, so I started smoking again. And um, had at this point, Larry, had you had you made a correlation between the cannabis and the cancer at this point, or well, just in the last uh, couple years, I read somewhere, uh, and I, I don't remember exactly where that. You know, we all have genes in our body. Yeah. And uh, from the reading, uh, this uh, explained to me that cancer is stored in, uh, let's just say, gene 50. And uh, also cannabis or THC is stored in the same gene. So for me, I don't think it's, it's, uh, it's really killing the cancer. It just kind of contains it. I see. That's the way I look at it. Although you've had cancer and it still may be in your body, the cannabis is keeping uh-huh. it at bay, basically, right? Keeping yeah. It, yeah. That's 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 what I, that's that's my thought on it. You know, just seeing what's happened with me. Sure. Well, and I could even see maybe it keeping from having your genes express that particular condition. So maybe it just yeah. keeps those chromosomes and those genes under control, but. Have you had any other cancer in your family? Uh, uh, my mom had breast cancer. Okay. So and my dad died of a heart attack. Okay. 
Uh, so do you think that there's any correlation between family history and your cancer? Or do you think that stemmed from maybe the military or maybe that dental accident? I, I... Well, for, for me, uh, when, when I was in Okinawa, um, where the, I went to the dentist and had the, uh, uh, the, you know, the damage to my tongue done, uh, it's well documented today that Okinawa was a nuclear waste dump site and also an Agent Orange dump site. Right. Uh, I was at the support of the VA oh, in the late 90s, and the head uh, doctor there, I uh, was talking to him for our, our team. You know, we talked a little bit about what happened with me, and he goes, you know, Probably it was because you were there at Okinawa, which is well documented during a uh, nuclear waste dump site. And with that fresh open sore on your tongue like that, that's a possibility. That is just a creepy thought to think that that you may have been exposed. I mean, and the, the weird thing is that you were exposed to probably a decent amount of radiation or, or I guess poison maybe over there, but uh, yeah. Well, and then, the, and then the radiation. I have, you know, some radiation damage uh, uh, from the radiation. I got to kill the cancer uh, after my last uh, tumor on my tongue, when they gave me, uh, uh, which they removed seventy percent of my tongue. Uh, they gave me radiation, and that. Uh, destroyed my lower jaw and all my lower teeth. I can't have uh, dentures or or false teeth or implants or anything because uh, the radiation pretty much just destroyed that. Wow. So, so yeah, I mean, it may have destroyed that, but you know, guess what? I'm alive. Yes, sir, you are, and you're a trooper. <laughs> it sounds like that yeah. out of all the treatment that you've received, it, the cannabis was probably the best thing for you. Would you agree? Probably, yeah. <clears throat> for me so far, it, it seems to be. And I, I, I found Leon the other day, you know, I wrote, this last year I had a, a bout with some bronchitis uh, for several months. And, and so I, I did, you know, uh, curtail my smoking a bit just sure. to, uh, to help my lungs out. And I go, you know, Leon, I'm scared to death to stop smoking today because I'll get cancer again. (laughs) Well, and, Uh, you know, Larry, that's a bold statement. And I'm I'm really glad to hear you say that. But for someone to sit back and say, look, I'm scared to actually not consume cannabis because... It's yeah. it's what's worked, and and we need to hear that as a country, as a nation, yeah. as a world. We need to hear those things. Uh, yeah, you know. Oh yeah, really. It, you know, for me, even you know, since uh, I started in the in the late fifties, it, it's always been uh, very unbelievable that it, it's taken this long to uh, uh, you know somewhat legalize it. Uh, uh, when we know pot compared to alcohol is like night and day. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's 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 kind of shameful in a way. Uh, but 
that's just what happened. Yeah, and Larry, that's, again, well said, because it is shameful. Yeah. You know, I've had my own troubles with alcohol. Uh, my dad may have talked about it, but, you know, the one thing that, it, it, let me give an example. Uh, they call cannabis sometimes a gateway drug. But for yeah. me, for me, and and possibly for you, it's been a, a get out drug. Well, you know, yeah, um, it, it's it's been my only form of relief that doesn't destroy my life. That's able to help me uh, get away from the things that do hurt me. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Now, for me, it's been a godsend. You know, and, uh, it, it, it's funny. I, uh, to me, I, 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 I think of it that way, but. You know, I go to my doctors uh, at the VA in San Diego, California now, and and uh, uh, the one doctor has got a turn play calls me badass. Uh, you know, he goes, uh, you know, people that have what you have just don't survive. And I go, well, I'm here to tell you you can do it. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's a lot of in your mental attitude and, and for me, it's, it's been the medication to use of uh, marijuana. Were you able you know, to... helped me enormously. Sure. Now, when you went through radiation at any point, were you consuming cannabis at that point? Were you using it for... Uh, Go ahead. I, I think at that time and that period, I was consuming anything I could to make <laughs> me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> How's that? Yeah, no, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, um, I excuse me, I no, go ahead. got down to 106 pounds when I was going through all that. Right, exactly. And um, I think that there's other benefits to consuming cannabis, like like at that point where, you know, look, I need to be able to get some food or nutrition or calories, even yeah. if that's all it is. Yeah. Um, but so now what, okay. So you went through two different major bouts and then you, it's been successful since then. You've had no reoccurrence since then. Uh, I, uh, I, I had the, uh, first tumor on the tongue. Right. And then I had, uh, lymph node, uh, in the neck. Right. And then again, I had a tumor on the tongue. I see. Okay. And then I, in, in 2000, I quit smoking, and within about three or four years, I had cancer again, and now I've continued smoking since then, and I've not had a problem. That is just a good story, and that's awesome. That's amazing. Uh, and a lot of it, you know, it, for me, it's been a lot of mental, as far as, like I say, it's a broken bone, fix it, let's get on with it. Yeah, that's yeah. the way I look at it. You and, know, I, I I never sit there and I go, "Oh, geez, I got cancer, I'm gonna die." Just I don't even go there. Do you think that's part of your character, or do you think you develop that through? Uh, well, that's part of my character. I, I grew up in a Marine Corps family. My dad was a, a Marine Corps officer, mm-hmm. and then I went into the Marine Corps, uh, and so it's a it's a uh, I don't know. Well, it's attitude, a, I guess you yeah. could call it. I mean, are you still smoking daily at this point? Oh yes. Okay. Oh yeah. 
Do you consume yeah. it any other yeah. way? Do you you do edibles, uh, well, tinctures? I, I I don't live uh, uh, near where they have dispensaries or anything like that. I had tried it. I was in Colorado oh, a year ago and uh, enjoyed some of the chocolate candy and and stuff like that. And then they also had. Uh, uh, I really enjoyed the soda pop. Oh boy, it's they delicious! Had different flavors soda pop that I was really impressed with. Yes, sir. I think I think uh, Mr. Leon might get hooked on that if he ever tried it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was pretty good. I'll have to admit, and and very. Uh, very fast acting. Yeah, and what I found too, and you might try this, is that uh, you can consume a small amount of edibles and not really "quote unquote" feel them, but it does take away uh-huh. a lot of your pains and symptoms. Well, for me, uh, you know, of course, you know the the joy and one of the benefits of smoking is uh, the high you get off of it. Absolutely. Uh, for me, I. I think of it as a uh, uh, more of a THC uh, consumption I need to keep in there at all times, right. uh, sometimes. But, uh, of course, there is a good benefit and, uh, and whatever. What do you think the future is? Do you think that, are you gonna, obviously you're going to keep consuming cannabis. Do you think that... Oh, yeah, certainly. I, I will probably... Uh, I, I'm 68 years old now, so... Uh, in the near future, I'm probably going to uh, cease on the smoking uh, and uh, uh, try ingesting more. Yeah. And and giving and giving it that way. I think it'd be a little safer for me. I've been smoking all these years, and and uh, you know, regardless of what you're you're smoking, that's not the best thing for your your lungs. Right. Uh, Right. In one way or another, even though I, I've never heard of anybody dying from smoking it. So, yeah. <laughs> but, and... uh, no, actually, what I use today is I use a uh, name name brand. Uh, I can't even erase it. They was I use a uh, a vaporizer. Good for you. Uh, and I use a Pax vaporizer. Which oh, seems to be, uh, very nice. Uh, Oh, so you're high class, uh, huh? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I like it. It, um, it uh, seems to be very good for me compared to just, you know, blatant smoking. Now, uh, would you recommend it to your friends? I mean, is this something, do you think it's a Oh, name? yeah, I, I would recommend it to anybody, uh, uh, whether you're just not feeling good or... Uh, maybe having emotional problems even. Um, it certainly cannot hurt, and it is, is, uh, it's just been a, a, a wonderful comfort for me uh, going through some of the stuff I went through and, and uh, continuing in life. I mean, it's just been, uh, uh, like I said before, it's been a godsend for me. Yeah, uh, I've never had any ill effects or anything from it. So, uh, yeah, it's it's just wonderful. Now, something actually just occurred to me, and I wanted to ask you: Did you have uh, cannabis available in the military? And I don't mean through 
the actual military, but I mean, when you went to overseas and stuff like that, did you actually, were you able to get cannabis or have it available or anything like that? Oh yeah, it was available. So, yeah. Were a lot of, uh, were, were people consuming I, it? I mean, is, are the stories uh, where he's... Not very many people, I don't think. I, I, I wasn't at that time. Yeah. Uh, when I was overseas, but, uh, 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 most of my overseas, I was in. Uh, I went from Okinawa to Japan, right? Uh, to Iwakuni, Japan. Uh, so that that was my experience over there. And uh, in Iwakuni, Japan, at the time, it was it was like a life sentence, you know. But it it was there. It was available, but it was uh, you know very hush hush. And did you see anything else like heroin or methamphetamines? No, well, I saw some heroin in the military. I can remember, and this was at a, a U.S. military base, uh, walking through, and, and back then, uh, uh, whatever your MOF was or your main duty, every spot and you would have to maybe do a month of extra duty somewhere else, uh, either military police or a cook in the mess hall or, or whatever. <clears throat> so one time I was in the military police and walking through the barracks at this base in, in, in the state and seeing guys shooting up right in the cubicles. Right, and like in the I, office? I assumed it was heroin. They were using needles <clears throat> in their arms. So, and we just kept on walking, you know, and, and most of these guys were Vietnam, uh, you know, kids back from Vietnam. Wow. No, the, the, and, and I'll tell you something else. I, I don't know if you're still on the tape or not, but uh, I, when I first got my cancer, the tongue, uh, the VA put me on a hundred percent. Right about the same time I had my neck surgery, uh, they put me on a hundred percent disability. Okay. So then I had my neck surgery, and then another year, year and a half, I had a tumor on my tongue again, and they took seventy percent of my tongue and gave me the radiation. A year and a half, two years after that, they cut my disability back to 70%. And uh, and I've been fighting with them ever since, and I'm, and I'm fighting with them to this, uh, to this day uh, uh, for my 100% back, which I should have had. And it's been a nightmare. Uh, in the early 90s, I finally lost all, all my bottom teeth due to radiation damage. Uh, the VA denied me of that in the 90s. I fought them for that. Uh, 2012, they finally acknowledged it and increased my disability to 90%. And I'm still fighting them. The, the VA hospitals is, have been just exceptionally good. Uh, the VA administration... Uh, is a sad, sad of affairs. Uh, so you got, you got two uh, things. I kind of, I kind of wish I had had a, a much better education in my younger years, 
and then an administration something to go under the VA and and really make sure they take care of our veterans, which uh, is just minimal sometimes, and it's uh, it's shameful. Cannabis. Did you ever run into problems with your your uh, benefits or the VA or anything like that? I know that now. Well, go ahead. Uh, uh, no, I never had any problem, and and lots of times uh, when I go to a VA, a new new VA, I get a new doctor, whatever. Uh, not all of them, but uh, some of them I tell them I smoke. You know, because they ask me, well, do you smoke? And I go, yeah, but not cigarettes. Right. You know. So. And you never I had any. Know. You never had any backlash, or we won't pre- prescribe you medications or anything like that. No, no, okay. no, not at all. No, I never had that. I mean, I wasn't, uh, you know, just, you know, telling everybody, but there, there's been a couple of doctors through the years. I, you know, uh, I, I know I had a pacemaker put in in uh, 2011. Yeah, 2011, I had a pacemaker uh, uh, put in, and, and I told them right there, you know, because they were checking my my blood pressure, you know, when I'd come up to the United States. I don't live in the United States, by the way. I, I live down in Mexico full-time. Right, okay. Uh, mainly uh, to be able to keep a lifestyle I'm accustomed to up, Yeah. Uh, basically. Uh, I remember... Uh, in the, it would have been uh, 2004 or five. Uh, I was up in San Francisco area, and I went to uh, uh, to get my medical marijuana uh, certificate, you know, and I went into this doctor's office, you know, and sat me in a room and there was probably five or six other people waiting for the same thing and so the nurse called me in and I explained to her, you know, what had happened, you know, with my cancer and stuff and and she goes, Oh, okay, not a problem. So I went back out in the room and waited for her to call me up and give me my certificate and here comes the doctor walking out. He had to talk to me. And he and he said, he goes, Well, you know, I'm glad to see someone like you coming here, someone who really, you know, needs and deserves, you know, and I go, thanks. <laughs> you know. <laughs>